0: Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, please. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 11. And it's going to be up on the screen behind us, these verses are as well. So if you haven't got a Bible or you haven't got a Bible on a phone or anything, then it's going to be on the screen. One Corinthians chapter, well, maybe it's not going to be on the screen. Some of it is. (laughs) Uh, One Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one to eleven. It says, "Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord." To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. You know, in this passage... That we've just read. We see the Paul, the Apostle Paul. He's writing to the believers in Corinth, and he's writing to them about how believers can be used by the Holy Spirit, and he's talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, about these gifts that the Holy Spirit brings that b- and manifests within our lives. And we can see in this passage, and as we've already discovered, there are nine gifts in total that the Holy Spirit, has, the Holy Spirit gives, and they can be broken up into three categories. The gift, three gifts of revelation, three gifts of power, and three gifts of inspiration. But all of these gifts are given for the common good of the church. They're not to pull down one another. They're not used to for us to lord over one another or criticize one another. They're given to encourage each other, to encourage the church so that we can encourage each other and build one another up to strengthen the church. And this morning, we're going to continue looking at the gifts of power and in particular, we're going to look at the gift of miracles or miraculous powers, the gift of miracles. And before we start this morning, before we just dive in to, to look at this gift and look at miracles and different things like that, I think it's important for us to, to take a, a careful look at this word miracle, to take a careful look at this word miracle. Because miracle is a word used to describe this non-natural beyond natural, supernatural order of things. A definition of miracles is the working of miracles or miracles is a divine intervention in the normal course of nature to accomplish something that could not have been accomplished by natural means. So that is basically what a miracle is, is when God comes and he interrupts what should happen in the natural order of things. He comes by his power, and he does something that is completely impossible in the natural. That's what a miracle is: when God comes in His power and does something that it, that cannot happen in the natural. Miracles are divine interventi- in divine interventions. They're not man made. A miracle is all of God. It is God working. I know the gift of miracles. The gift of miraculous powers, it operates by the energy or the dynamic force of the spirit within our lives. This gift, just like all the others, is a spiritual gift. It is not a man-made gift that we can conjure up. I don't know, maybe, when was the last time you performed a miracle? I know I've never performed a miracle, and it's, it's beyond our ability. But when, this, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, he comes and he empowers us, and he works in and through us to bring about God's power and he moves in a powerful way to bring healing or to bring restoration or to do something that is completely impossible in a natural sense. Now healings healings, are often restricted to, to the physical body, aren't they? You know, the, to the mind or to, the, to our physical body. But miracles, they operate in any realm. They operate in any realm. In the physical realm, in the spiritual realm, and also in the material realm. How many of you know that God can provide in the material as well? God is able, that is what a miracle, can happen with a miracle. You know, with healing, with the, the gift of healings, we see that God speeds up the natural process of things. He brings about healing to our physical bodies. But a miracle is when God does something completely impossible that medicine can't do, the science can't prove. It's when God does something that is completely impossible in the natural And as I've said, we cannot manufacture a miracle. Miracles are a sovereign act of God. And the gift of miracles are a sovereign act of the spirit of God. I know it doesn't matter about the different laws of science and nature and different things. When God moves in his power, he can disrupt that order of natural, uh, the natural orders. Miracles is a God thing. It's not a man thing. It's a God thing. And you know, a miracle, it can't be explained god god must have done this only god could have done this you know only god could have healed me and delivered me completely from cancer you know only only god could have made somebody who was paralyzed walk again only god is able to form legs or eyes or something like that where there's never been only god is able to raise the dead only god is able to provide when nobody knew god was able to provide that exact need that you have been longing for only god it is a god's thing and we can't explain it not chance we don't believe in chance we don't believe in coincidence we believe it is a work of god miracles are completely a work of god and it says he determines you know miracles are we don't determine when a miracle happens it's when god wills it's god it's in your timing it's in your way it's in we don't know how it's going to happen but it's in god's timing it is in his will i you know i love those moments when you read in the bible when all of a sudden, you see, suddenly, God does something incredible, something miraculous. You know, sometimes when we're brought up in church, when we've heard story after story, when we've heard message after message, these things can become quite dull to us, can't they? They can become quite ordinary. But I pray the Holy Spirit would create in us that, that sense of awe and wonder as we read the incredible things that God done. These are not natural things. These are things that are impossible, but are only possible by the hand of of our God. Our God is not limited by our creation. He is not limited like you and me. He is above all things. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. And he is able in any situation. I know as people of faith, sometimes I believe we need to remember that. That he is able. No matter how hard the situation might be, no matter how difficult that thing is we face it, he is able. He has got all power, he has got all authority, he is able to move in miraculous and powerful ways. He's not limited like us. I know the Bible confirms this: that he is not limited, he is the God of all things, he is the God of creation, he's a creative God, he's a miracle-working God, he is an all-powerful God. Now, I- the word miracle in this meaning, when we look at the gifts. Of miracles, it refers exclusively to acts of power. That's what the gift of miracles is. It's an act of power. It's an act of God's power in and through us. That's what the gift of miracles is. It's when God empowers us by His Spirit and does something that is powerful that only He could do in and through us. We are just a vessel. We are just a vessel, but by His power, if we're open to Him and we're in tune with Him, He can use us. And as we pray for people we can see people healed by his power by his spirit in and through our lives and you know miracles aren't just the everyday ordinary everyday things that you know just come about we see that the miracles as i said is a complete work of god in something that was impossible and you know miracles they're things like as we read in the bible turning water into wine the parting of the red sea that was a complete miracle Or the calming of the sea by Jesus in the New Testament; these are all examples of miracles that only God could do, which disrupt the natural order of things. And you know, as I said, I thank God this morning that the Paul didn't just list these gifts and say, "On your way, these are the gifts, and you're just to know about them." That's it. But I thank God that the Bible is what we stand on. The Bible is true, and the Bible gives us example after example of these gifts that were. uh, He gives us examples of of this gift of miracles just like the other gifts there's examples and what's incredible as well is that this gift of miracles happened in the old testament and in the new testament we see this gift in operation in both old testament and new testament and i also want to say i go of a bit ahead of the notes but our god is still a miracle working God. he is still able to perform miracles today so the first gift, the first thing, uh, the first uh, reason why this gift is given, and, and uh, I believe that the Holy Spirit has given us these, this gift to help us and to guide us, and th- this is to help us to understand this gift. The first reason this gift is given, and this gift is used, this, we see it in the Bible, is this gift was used for the miraculous deliverance of God's people of the hand of the enemy. So this gift was given, a gift of miracle was given, a miracle happened to deliver God's people out of the hand of the enemy. And he's still able to do it. If you find yourself under the control of the enemy, if you find yourself in a situation where the enemy's all around you, God is able to perform a miracle and bring you out of that situation. That is the God in whom we serve. And we see this situation in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 16. This is just a fragment of the story. But it says in Exodus 14, verse 16, it says, Raise your staff, this is God speaking to Moses at the Red Sea. He says, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. We can see here that God was going to give this gift of miracle to Moses and use him in this way to do something to disrupt the natural order. We see that in this story, Moses, he was commanded... To not be afraid, God commanded him many times, many times to Moses, "Don't be afraid, Moses. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be afraid." You know this must have seemed extremely foolish in this moment in which we've just read in Exodus chapter fourteen, because the the people of Israel they had been freed from slavery in Egypt, uh, God had delivered them, and there was about a million Israelites who were heading to the Promised Land, and all that stood between the Israelites and the Promised Land was the Red Sea. However, Pharaoh was furious with this, and he wasn't happy with, with all that had happened just before. And so he sent 600 of his chariots chasing down the Israelites to kill them, to finish them off. So the people of Israel were stuck between the Red Sea and between and, the, and Pharaoh and his army coming behind them. They were stuck in this place, and there was no way that they could get through the Red Sea on their own. They didn't have boats. There was a million people Men, women, children, parents, grandparents, all ages, they had their cattle, they had all their lives with them, their homes with them, they had everything with them. There was no way they could get across that Red Sea in their own strength. And especially to escape Pharaoh's army. It seemed like an impossible situation in the natural. You know, at best they they would have gone back to slavery, possibly in Egypt and probably worked even harder than before and probably would have been punished even worse. Or at worst, if the uh, Pharaoh and his army had caught up with him, they probably would have been killed for their insurrection, for their disobedience and to, to Pharaoh. But you know what I love our God. He always promises a way of escape. When there's difficult situations when we feel like we're surrounded, God will always provide a way of escape for us. If we belong to him, he will always provide a way escape, and he told the people here, and he told Moses, simply trust in him, even though it's difficult, trust in him, he will provide a way of escape, and so there in Exodus 14 he 16, he commands Moses, raise your staff, raise your hand out, and God told him to divide the water, and he instructed the people to walk through, in the natural, that's bonkers, isn't it, that's crazy. You know I, I, that is absolutely crazy. Moses, lift up your hand, lift up your stick, and you were going to part the Red Sea right here. I, I bet Moses thought to himself, I, I, "I'm going mad for you. This is obviously a mad moment. But all we see, Moses is an incredible man of faith. He trusted God. He was obedient to the word of the Lord, and he put his hand up, he put the staff up in the air. and we see that at the Lord's command, not at Moses' command, at the Lord's command, The sea, red sea, parted. This isn't like a little lake, or this isn't something like the lake of the country park. The red sea, this is a massive, massive amount of water, parted before them, completely uh, parted before them. And we see that the people of Israel walked right through the middle of it. There was water either side of them, but there was a path through the middle as the people of Israel walked along the seabed to go into the promised land. And what's amazing is when every single one of them got to the other side, they looked back at Pharaoh's armies as they were coming through. The waters came back down again and it killed all of their enemies. It destroyed every single one of them. God pr- protected them. A miracle happened to deliver God's people out of the hand of the enemy. You might say that's the Old Testament. That was long, long ago. God is still able today in your situation. Surrounded by the enemy, as I love what it says in 2 Chronicles 20 when Jehoshaphat was surrounded by the armies, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I'm gonna look to you, and God provided a way of escape, even in that situation. God is able to provide for you this morning in your way of escape. Just look to Him, trust in Him, and God is able to perform a miracle to deliver you out of that impossible situation. Number two, miracles this gift of miracles was used, was given. To provide for those in need. Miracles. This gift of miracles is given. To provide for those who have a need. You know despite Israel's faithlessness. God continued to provide for his people. God continued to provide for his people. In Exodus chapter 17. We're not going to read it all. You can read in, in your your own time. But we read how God provided. And how he sustained the people. In the desert. By having Moses strike a rock. And water began to miraculously flow from this rock. It was absolutely incredible. There was a place. They were dry place. It was a dry place. There was more water around. These people were going to die. And they were faithless. They were disobedient to God. Yet God told Moses again, you know, to speak to the rock, actually. We see that he was told him to speak to the rock. But Moses struck the rock. And even in that moment, miraculous water came out of that. And God provided. And you know, he continued to provide for the people of Israel. Despite their disobedience, he continued to provide them perform miracles on their behalf. And you know, God is still able to do that for us today. As I've said, if you've got a need, God is able to provide for your need today. And you know, my, you might think, how am I going to get out of this? I don't know. There's, there's no way out of it. God can perform a miracle for your need. Provide something that you never thought you that would happen. He's able to provide that for you. You know, I believe in that, even for us as a church. I'm praying that God will bring in many, many people, but I know there are gods of God who provides as well. He will raise up people. He will raise up an army to go and reach this community. I believe that with all of my heart. God is able. God is able to provide for your need. And you know what's amazing as well even as I shade on Tuesday night and you know, I'll reconnect with you. It doesn't matter how big your need is or how small your need is. God is still able to provide and perform a miracle. Even in the smallest of things, God is able to provide. That is our God. Number three. The gift of miracles was given to carry out divine judgments and disciplines. This isn't a nice one, is it? This isn't one that maybe we, we like so much, but but God used miracles to bring about divine judgment and discipline. You know, God's power operates in both ways, to encourage, to encourage people to cause faith to rise, but also to restrain, to restrain, to, to stop people from doing something they shouldn't be doing. It is there to correct us as well, but to get us back to him. You know, no man Ever enjoyed more incredible evidence of the reality of the living God than Pharaoh? He had an incredible experience of God, even though he didn't believe in God, so so to speak, even though he'd never submit to God, God performed many, many things, and many times he showed himself to Pharaoh. You know, no man had more of an opportunity to repent than Pharaoh. Time and time again, Pharaoh had an opportunity to repent and put his trust in God. But we see that Pharaoh, every time God would move, Pharaoh's heart got harder and harder and harder towards the Lord. And before destroying Pharaoh, before destroying Pharaoh and, and those in Egypt, God performed incredible acts of miracles. He performed incredible displays of miraculous signs that we see in the Old Testament in Exodus. And we we know them. We can remember them. I'm sure from kids' club and Sunday school, the templates. They were incredible, incredible signs of God's miraculous power to bring about divine judgment. We see the the Moses. He used Moses, and when Moses touched that river, it turned into a river of blood. We see the frogs was produced. God brought about frogs out of Norway, and Egypt was totally swarmed with frogs. We see then the 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 dust beneath people's feet turned into crawling. Insects that filled the land. We see that there were flies that came, there was a swarm of flies that came. That was another miraculous sign that God sent to to convict Pharaoh to turn to him. Then he didn't listen to that, so he sent another sign and he killed all the cattle, and a disease came over all the cattle, and all the cattle were killed. He still didn't believe that, so he sent another one. He sent boils upon and sores upon all of the Egyptians. Then he sent devouring locusts to, to destroy all the crops. He sent fire from the sky, fireballs from the sky. That sounds like something out of a, a Marvel movie or something like that, something you'd see in the cinema. But he sent fire out of the sky. Then he brought about complete darkness. He blocked out the sun, there was complete darkness. And finally, he, made a, he sent a, the angel of death to, to kill every firstborn son and daughter within, the firstborn child within, you know, God sent these miraculous signs so that Pharaoh would turn to him to bring about divine judgment and say, this is my people, Pharaoh. These are my people, not your people. These are my people. Let them go. Let them be free. And Pharaoh wouldn't listen. And so God brought about these plagues and these miraculous signs to, to bring about judgment. And you know what's amazing about all of this is that every single one of those miraculous signs, none of them harmed the people of God. The people of God were from every single one. God provided for them. And you know, even with, uh, the, the death, uh, with the death of the firstborn child, God provided, told them to get a lamb and paint the blood of the lamb over the doorpost to protect them. God protected the people of God from all of these things. So miracles were used to bring about divine judgment and show God's authority and his miracle working power. Number four, very quickly, uh, miracles are used to confirm the preached word of God. We see this in, new, in the New Testament when God's word is preached under the inspiration and the anointed of the Holy Spirit. We see that following it, Jesus said, there shall be miraculous signs that will occur after the preaching of the word. And we see it in Acts chapter 13. Acts 13 verse 9 to 12. We read it very quickly. Acts chapter 13 verse 9 to 12. And it says, this is Saul. And he comes into contact with the, the sorcerer, sorcerer named Elymas. And it says, then Saul... Who was called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Helimus and said, "You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind from a time uh, for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun." Immediately, mist and darkness came over him. And he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed. For he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. We see this sorcerer was going around trying to deceive people with these false miraculous signs. This guy called Elimus, But we see that Paul comes along and he preaches the true word of God under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit empowers him and he performs this miracle where this sorcerer is bound and he's made blind because of his evil acts. We see it time and time again in the New Testament, the miracles occur after the preaching of God's word. And you know, that's my prayer. That's what I long for. Lord, every time I preach, I long for miracles to occur. Following that, Lord, that you would use and you would fill and you would move by your spirit, the miracles would occur. How many of you would to see that on a Sunday? That would upset the the usual routine of things, wouldn't it, on a Sunday morning? And after, after I preached or somebody else has preached, that someone is miraculously healed, you know, an eye is formed, blind eyes are open, you know, something incredible happens. I long for that, and I believe for that. I believe for that. It happens. The Bible tells us. Number five, the gift of miracles is used to deliver in an unavoidable situations of danger. God is able to rescue us from situations, impossible situations of danger. we read it in, in Matthew chapter eight. I'm not gonna read it now, but verse twenty three to twenty seven we see in the story where Jesus comes along with it. the disciples they caught in the storm and they had no way out. They thought it was an impossible situation. They were facing they thought they were facing death. But Jesus wakes up in the back of the boat and he calms the sea. He calms the sea and you know Jesus is an example in all things and he was moved and used in this gift of miracles. You know, the fisherman's life is typical. They, they would always expect storms to arise and, and overwhelm them. They would always face danger. But thank God the disciples had the Jesus in the boat and he was able to calm the storm around them. I you know Jesus is still able to calm every single storm. You know, you might be facing unavoidable danger. There might be situations where you might think, you know, you know, even I think back a few months ago, my dad was was involved in a car crash. But, you know, I, I believe with all my heart that God protected him in that situation. He came out with, if you've seen the car, you know, he came out with hardly a bump on him. He was just a bit shaken up. But, you know, God is able to provide in unavoidable situations of danger. He's able to provide. He's able to protect. He's able to guard. God, that is God's miraculous power. I believe that with all of my heart. And he's able to do it. He's able to calm every seed. You know, sometimes a miracle is God's only way out. Sometimes a miracle is only God's or is the only way out for us. But we need to trust in our God that He will bring us out, even though it might seem impossible. We've got to trust in our God that He's able to deliver us. Number six, and we're going to look at. It. We're not going to dive into this one this morning. We're going to look at this one. It's a bit of an exciting one. This one might take a bit too long. But miracles, this gift of miracles, is used to raise the dead. I long for that in my lifetime. I long to pray for somebody and they raise the to life, you know. That'll, that'll be all over the Abadale Eden on Wales Online, wouldn't it? It'd be everywhere, that would. But to raise the dead, I long for that, you know. And that, this gift is given to bring about the raising of the dead. Jesus raised many people from the dead, and he himself was raised from the dead. And I love that, where, even this morning, I was tied in. I didn't even think about it until now, but the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He's able to use us to raise people from the dead. But also, I believe, also from spiritual death as well. God uses us to bring the message of the gospel to raise people from spiritual death. And finally, number seven, the gift of miracles is given to display God's power and His magnificence. Ultimately, as I've said, with all these gifts, it's all for God's glory. It's all to point to Him. It's all to lift Him up. You know, miracles. There's so much evidence within the Bible of time and time again when miracles are performed. You know, I love how it says in the Psalms, praise him for his mighty acts. They show forth his excellent greatness. They show his greatness. We need to praise him for his incredible acts. You know, Jesus, he performed miracles. And that was also evidence to confirm that he was who he said he was that he wasn't just some guy who was saying that he was the son of God. As he performed miracles, as he healed the sick, as he raised the dead, it confirmed that he was the son of God, that he was God in the flesh, that he had all authority over sickness and over the human life. He had all authority. It, it confirmed in a greater way than his words, his authority. Miracles confirmed that. It declared his greatness and his greatness. So, this morning as we come to a conclusion, I really feel, as I, as I was praying, I, I feel that I, like, that I should remind us that the miracles must neither be naturalized away, nor spiritualized away. You might say, what on earth are you talking about? That sounds quite old old school language. In other words, let's not just think the miracles are, let's not play down miracles. So often in the church, many people have stopped believing in miracles. They haven't seen miracles for a long time, so they've stopped believing in miracles. Let's not play down miracles. Let's not doubt that God is able to perform miracles. But also, on the other hand, let's not hype them up either. You see, many Christians today, many churches today, they're just going after miracles. They long for miracles more than they long for the God of miracles. Many churches hype it all up and sensationalize it all, and it draws attention to the church rather than to God himself. That's not what this gift is given for. Miracles are given to glorify him to point to Jesus, to draw people to him so that many people would turn to him. And so I want to encourage us today that if you've come here and you you feel in your heart, yeah, I haven't seen a miracle. Maybe you've come here and you're doubting miracles. Don't. Yes, we thank God for science and medicine and all these things, but God is a God who still performs miracles today. He's still able to perform a miracle today. Even for your situation, he is able to perform a miracle today. And don't go overboard. Let's not focus on miracles. Let's focus on our God. Let's ask him for this gift. Let's ask him to use us and empower us in this way. But it's as, it's as he wills in his timing. But let's believe for it as a church. Let's be a church who believes in miracles. I long to be a church where stories are coming out of miracles that are happening within this place. I'm believing for that. And I'm longing for that. You know, as I said, we're standing on God's word. And God's word says that he is a miracle. You know, I love how it says, I'm going to end with this. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Times might change. People might change. Society might change. God never changes. He is still the miracle working God. The all-powerful God. I love what Harold Horton once said. He said, his touch has still its ancient power. God's still got his touch. He is still performing miracles, and he's able to, in Gateway Church, Camry, in Abraham, he's able to perform a miracle. For those of you who come here this morning and you're facing a terminal illness, God is able to perform a miracle. Yes, we thank God for doctors, and we go through all that. We thank God for medicine, and we follow that, and, we're obedient and you know, we we listen to the doctors, and we, we receive treatment and all these things. But let's not discount God, God is able to perform a miracle. You're facing an impossible situation in your home life, in your family life, in your situation. God is able to perform a miracle. He is able to perform a miracle. I know God wants to empower us today with this gift so that he would be glorified and many people would turn to him. That's why this gift is there. Amen. Shall we pray? Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. And check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcamry.co.uk. Have a great day.